0: Hello! I know this is not usually how I start the show, but I realized last episode, with me and Brian covering Captain Marvel 32, we forgot to do the Friends and Enemies section. So we're going to stick that in the beginning of this episode now, and since Brian's not available, I have volunteered, dragged in, coerced.
1: The handcuffs are holding, at least. My wife, Kim. You just picked me up burgers from Ford's. Excellent way to coerce me. Anyone doesn't know out there, Ford's, Zinburger, and G-Burger. Some of the best burger places.
0: Kim is here, yeah, I'm sure you might recognize Kim from previous episodes, and she's also my regular co-host on the other feed on the Irregularly Scheduled Programming podcast.
1: Yes, my senseless babble.
0: Yep. In case you don't realize, the Friends and Enemies section, we take a look at the other comics that have a... The same on sale date as the one we just talked about, that Adam or Thanos had appeared in before, just to see what they're up to. And so this was, of course, the May 1974. We weren't even born yet, still.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Start with The Avengers, number 123, by Steve Englehart, Bob Brown, and Don Heck. Vengeance in Vietnam, or An Origin for Mantis. With the sudden revelation of Libra's connection to Mantis, neither she nor the rest of the Avengers know quite how to respond. The swordsman, on the other
1: hand, knows exactly what to do, and he springs into action. That's that cover. Any thoughts? It's a pretty angry chick on the cover. And it, seriously, is that guy holding his sack?
0: No, he's next to his legs, though.
1: Uh, okay. Well, who is he?
0: He is Libra. Uh, he was on a mem- members of a criminal organization called Zodiac. Can you guess how many of them there are?
1: Yes, I, I kind of get it. Now I really get why the Zodiac Killer did what he did.
0: <laughs> and you've definitely seen most of the characters actually in this issue on the on the movies. Yes, yeah. because you know, what? you saw him in the Second Avengers movie, mm-hmm. Thor, Iron Man. You saw that's Scarlet Witch. That's the one from the Second Avengers movie. She joined Wanda, mm-hmm. and that is the one who has the uh, sort of telepathic abilities from Guardians of the Galaxy too. With the antenna, the yellow alien girl. Oh, okay. You feel love. No, just for her, really. You feel love.
1: Yeah, I guess, yeah, I feel a general unselfish love for just about no. everybody.
0: Romantic, sexual love. No, no, I don't.
1: For her. No.
0: That's I how should, she... Loved.
1: She wasn't that angry in Guardians.
0: No. And actually, Black Panther, show. if you watch Captain America Civil War, he's in that. So basically, everyone on this cover has been made into the movies, except for Libra. Probably a good idea, because that's a horrible cover. I mean, sorry, horrible costume.
1: It is, and he also looks like he should be in one of the Hellraiser movies.
0: He's also her father.
1: Okay. Daredevil, 1964, number 109, by Steve Gerber. Same guy that made the baby food. Bob <laughs> Brown and Don Heck. Dying for dollars. Several weeks after his defeat at the hands of Black Spectra, D&D and Foggy are still trying to get...
0: Well, d d <laughs> is in <you> know, Daredevil.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. D&D d. and Foggy.
0: Yes, Foggy Nelson, his uh, partner in law firm.
1: <laughs> you didn't need to explain it. I was just have the Muppet scene going on in my head now. <laughs> Dee Dee and Foggy are still trying to get to the bottom of the group's reign of terror. Meanwhile, back in San Francisco, the widow finds herself caught up in the action as well. For more, see On the Gun podcast, Shanna Showcase, from September 1st, 2015. Okay, generally, whether or not you particularly like the artwork, or you like how they're showing something, or, you know, portraying something... The artwork has a tendency to usually be very well done, okay, somebody was stoned, drunk, or had their child do it
0: things you don't like are
1: this one? no things are out of proportion um we got the zombies not these aren't bystanders they're zombies <laughs> proportions all messed up like shorter no no. Not for you. Uh, I'm. I'm sorry. It, it usually artwork in comics is pretty, pretty astounding, and this is, well, this would have gotten a C in my art class.
0: Got it. Stuvech is not bigger. That's uh, Natasha from uh, Avengers.
1: Scarlett if she, Johansson. If she was bigger, her leg would look like a club.
0: <laughs> well, then she could use it to kick the other one in the face and get herself
1: away. And and scale just. Just to give you an idea, scale based on that. Okay, so she's standing on top of that building, which appears to be, what, a six-story building? Mm-hmm. One two, yeah. So, yeah, about sorry. that.
0: <laughs> True.
1: I realize it looks like her head was there. She's like two stories tall. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. The artist that did this one lay off the hashish. The description, actually. Lends itself pretty well to that, too. Somebody was definitely on drugs. Were they sitting with Tolkien? I'm waiting for a song. (laughs) It was the 70s. That's not an excuse for everything. The 60s was more drug-inspired than the 70s was.
0: Actually, and I do need to get the book, Marvel, The Untold Story, but from what I understand, Marvel in the 70s was a crazy party to work at. And lots of people doing drugs and then writing stuff. Fantastic Four, number one forty-six, by Jerry Conway, Ross Andrew, and Joe Sinnott. Doomsday, two hundred degrees below. As Medusa and the Torch try to figure out how to stop Tarnak from starting a new ice age, they are joined by a mysterious visitor. And for more of this issue, see Fantasticast episode one seventy-six.
1: Oh. What? There's that weird stacked carrot-looking dude. Yeah. The thing. Yeah. He's made of rocks. I know. He's always the one I look at and I'm just... He's got some serious bro boobs in this one. It's hard to tell, but maybe the
0: way it looks like over there. That I one looks see, like it. I can it. see that two good.
1: dark nips I and see some that. serious curvature. I see that one, but not that one. Oh, no. They're both there. If you say so. <laughs> you know, you should be wearing a bra. And that's Speedo. Really. The Speedo's got to go.
0: his trunks are usually a little bigger. That that one's a little, like, Speedo-ish more than just trunks.
1: So this is basically the thing Mm -hmm. when he's, like, 70.
0: Maybe, yeah. (laughs) It's the old man thing.
1: He's wearing an electric blue Speedo to attract the other biddies. And he's got some serious man boobage going on. The thing is played by Ed Asner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty good. The Incredible Hulk, number 175, by Roy Thomas, Herb Trimpe, or Trimpy, and Jack Abel. Man brute in the hidden land. After being flung skyward by the Cobalt Man, the Hulk finds himself barreling towards the land of the Inhumans. In this, a place he could call home or just another stop on his Peregrine wanderings. I have
0: no idea what that word is.
1: It's a fifty cent word. Somebody was using their thesaurus. Let's look it up. I think it means aimless. More or less.
0: Uh let's see. It has two meanings, a noun and an adjective. The noun is for a powerful falcon found on most continents. And the other adjective coming from another country, foreign or out, coming from another country, foreign or outlandish.
1: Yeah, it's a type of falcon. It's like aimless wandering.
0: Yeah, well, that would be the Hulk.
1: I just don't know why they're comparing him to a falcon.
0: Well, he wanders around. That's basically what the Hulk did this time.
1: But falcons don't wander around.
0: Well, no, but that's the second definition. Coming from another country, foreign or outlandish. So he's all of those three. The falcon definition doesn't work, though.
1: Yeah. Well, Somebody's got a... No, a lot of people got a big headache. Oh, I guess those yellow rings are supposed to mean something.
0: He's yelling. Yeah, that's Black Bolt.
1: Oh, he, so he doesn't have a headache, that's him yelling?
0: Yeah. Black Bolt basically has power slash curse where even the slightest whisper from him is like has enough power to like destroy a mountain. So he's effectively mute.
1: Oh, he's Cassiel.
0: Yeah, there you go. Like that, if he's speaking like, like an angel speak. Okay. Except he can't speak any other way.
1: So he really shouldn't speak.
0: Yeah, like well except when you're fighting the Hulk. His wife actually was on the last cover, the Fantastic Four cover, the redhead. That was his wife.
1: Okay, I'm not sure what this is supposed to be.
0: That's a badly drawn crystal.
1: (laughs) That's her name. Uh, (laughs) It's a female monkey baby.
0: Not a puppy monkey, baby?
1: I don't know what it is. But you can kind of tell it's a female from a distance, baby. if you look slightly closer, the eyes are red and close shut, and there's this big, like, either dog or, I don't know, monkey mouth going on.
0: Mm. True. Now, why don't you take a look at Black Ball's costume?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was, and it's been said that, yes, it is the inspiration for somebody else's costume.
1: Yeah, Gene Simmons?
0: Partially, Yeah. Because he had that, he does yeah, have that going on. of the wings.
1: Day, yeah, I can. That see
0: was that. one of the inspirations behind Jimin Simmons' kiss. Yeah, outfit.
1: that and, and some of the um, some of the lining in it, mm-hmm. you can definitely see. Because there's definitely a sense of um, something space worthy yeah. about it, which is uh, a large part of the Kiss influence. Yes, yeah, so I'm a fan of Kiss. Like. Why does this guy look like Burt Reynolds?
0: He has the mustache. <sighs> Maybe that is Burt Reynolds. He has a mask on. You never know.
1: Yeah, it was the 70s.
0: That would They have been all awesome. love Burt. Oh, Burt Reynolds' this car knack would have been awesome. Marvel Premiere, number 15, by Roy Thomas, Gil Kane, and Dick Giordano. The Fury of Iron Fist. As Danny Rand, the Iron Fist, faces the challenge of the many and the challenge of the one, he is forced to remember his tragic past, namely how both of his parents died and how Danny arrived in Kunlun. Will Danny be able to draw the necessary strength from his past to overcome the challenge of the one? And this is the first appearance of Iron Fist, now on Netflix. The blood
1: trail is very lovely. Where? That big red streak is in the blood trail.
0: Oh, that's energy from his chi.
1: Well, they should have made it a different color.
0: It's more pinkish up there, actually.
1: Yes, up there, but in the main cover, it's red. True. Looks like a big blood trail coming off one of the, I guess they're supposed to be kung fu type fighters that he's knocking out. Yeah. Although they all look very, very white Anglo. And what is that on his chest? Is that really bad chest hair or is that supposed to be something? It's a brand. Looks like really bad chest hair.
0: It's a brand or tattoo. Mystical.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, it's supposed to be some kind of dragon or something.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Whoever's the Iron Fist has that on them. Well, it was 1974, you know, kung fu things were popular, so Marvel was never afraid to try and jump on a bandwagon as much as possible.
1: Marvel's Greatest Comics, number 49, by Stanley, Jack Kirby, and Joe Sinnott. What lurks behind the beehive? Well, usually a big bottle of hairspray. <laughs> Reprint of Fantastic Four, number 66, first appearance of Adam's Cocoon. I saw that movie. Yes, you did. With Wilford Brimley. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> well.
0: And Gutenberg.
1: And Gutenberg. The goot. <laughs> Here we <you> go. <laughs> More of the thing. Oh god. He looks like a nineteen seventies lamp in this. The shorts are better. We got shorts. See, that's what it's supposed
0: to, That's what he's supposed to wear normally. Because let's face it, he's now made of orange brick. He doesn't really need to wear clothing. And finally, we have Thor number 223 by Jerry Conway, John Buscema, and Mike Esposito. Hellfire across the world. Thor and Hercules make their way into Hades to face Pluto and rescue Krista, the sister of Hildegard. Though they face the denizens of this dark domain, Pluto is not to be found and their quest must lead them elsewhere. Now, sometimes the descriptions kind of give you too much of the issue. I mean, right there, it's like, oh, so nothing happens and they go away. <laughs> Same thing with the Iron Fist one. It kind of tells you the entire story.
1: Yeah, this is another one that the drawing is a little off. Okay. First, it's pornographic. All I need to say is, if any of you are into hard rock, the song Addicted comes to mind by the chick with her arms up and her mouth open. <laughs> okay. If you go through the lyrics of Addicted, you'll understand. Thor, his eyes have actually rolled in the back of his head, and they're just white. No, I can see dots right there. I see the iris for people. I think that's under his eyes.
0: No, it's right there in it. That one I see.
1: (laughs) He's very limper in this. I will give him that. And uh, the guy in the green suit, well...
0: I have no idea who he is. Unless I mentioned his name in the description, but I don't remember already.
1: Well, it's this so, fire sword versus hammer, so obviously he's the dude wielding the fire sword. Well, that's obvious, but, but I mean, he kind of looks like uh, what was what was that seventies dude that was always skeevy looking on porn? Ron Jeremy. Yes. I don't. Yeah, kind of looks a little bit like Ron Jeremy. You think? I do. Yeah, man. Kind of fat, it. dumpy, greasy hair. I can see it. Yeah. It would explain the woman.
0: Thor thought he was helping, but really just interrupting a shoot.
1: Yep. You know, instead of Hugh Grant, Ron so, Jeremy.
0: That's going to be the next Thor movie. When they pitch it, Thor meets Boogie Nights.
1: There we go. <laughs> Thor will just have to keep showing his hammer. <laughs> Alright, we're good. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. Good night, Gracie.
0: And now on for our show. Hello, welcome back to Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. I'm your host, Al Sedano, and we're going to be covering Deadpool vs. Thanos number three today, which means back again is Joe. Me. Hi, Joe. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. I don't feel like we're doing a radio show. I feel like you should just point your phone at me. Because for once, we are not actually recording over Skype. I am actually in person with him because I am visiting Jersey for a few days. It's our first time meeting. This Year, I was gonna say, except for the 20 something years we lived in the same house, size up, yeah, with the same parents that we know of. You think you have a different mother? I think you have a different mother. <laughs> Me and Michael look pretty similar, you get an odd one out. I look like dad and mom. You're the ones that are weird. You're the ones that bought at Kmart. Blue light special motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Pause for five minutes while I beat his ass. And we're back. We're back. <clears throat> the beatings have, commen- have uh, commenced. Ended? Ended. The opposite of commenced. Completed. 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 It's all good. Yes. Is it recording? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably going to cut out anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to beat his ass. And while I do that, I'm just going to put up the synopsis. And then we'll get back to the episode once I'm done beating with him. Unless you want to do the synopsis here. Oh, you want to do the synopsis now? Yeah. Okay. So, synopsize. Synopsis. 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 So, Deadpool versus Thanos. Issue three, which is cunningly titled part three, part three, <laughs> lazy, lazy, lazy. You can't even think of anything else, but hmm, what should we title this? What should we call this issue? Part three? Part three. It's the third part. I know, but still, it's like, it sucks. There's no title. Yeah. Written by Tim Seeley, artist Elmo Bondick, colored by Ruth Redmond, Letter by VCs Joe Sabino. Cover, Tradmore and Matt Wilson. Assistant Editor, Heather Antos. Oh, I see her on Twitter. I follow her on Twitter. She's cool. Edited by Jordan D. White. Axel Alonso, Editor-in-Chief. Joe Quesada, Chief Creative Officer. Dan Buckley, Publisher. Alan Fine, Executive Producer. What the hell does that mean, Executive Producer for a comic? I don't know what half of these mean. Is Joe Quesada not the... Who's the head honcho now? Is that... I thought... because as an editor in chief, the main—I guy? Uh, I thought so, but I have no idea what chief creative officer is there. And isn't Joe Crisada was in charge? He was the editor in chief since like two thousand. But he, Axel Alonso has been the editor in chief for a couple of years now. So I'm not even sure if he basically. is now still or not. But what the hell does a chief creative officer do? It's probably one of those things that they give you like a title when you're when are kicking you out. Mm. You know. Like, uh, but that means I have to pay you. No, know, all right. Well, every single thing that yeah yeah, You still get money. It's good. Every single thing that's uh, any TV show that's on, you always see executive producer Stanley. And yeah, Stanley yeah, doesn't. He do, doesn't do anything. Stanley does jack. Yeah. But get but get money. Get money. So. So actually, I want that job. I want to be executive producer. You have to do something for a long period of time, and then you get the uh, rewards afterwards. I want to do nothing, get, then and then you get, get to, the to wet reward. your beak on everything afterwards. Wet your beak? Yeah. It's I like your dragon. Okay, so, you wanna, so do you want to? So do you want to do the recap? I said beak. Yeah, beak. Uh, what? Do you want to do the recap that they have here? How do we do it? I don't know. You pick Deadpool or Thanos. Oh, we're we gonna just... read it. Yeah. 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 Okay. <clears throat> okay. So like the other two, like the last issue, this one has the Deadpool and Thanos. The first page features the Deadpool and Thanos action figures facing off against each other, and they're reading off the. A synopsis of what have happened in the first two issues just to catch you up since it's been a few episodes since we did these we figured we'll help catch you guys up so you remember what happened in parts one and two so Joe who are you going to be Deadpool or Thanos I don't know um, normally I would say Th- Deadpool but I don't know if I have the energy to do Deadpool but I don't know if I could do Thanos what do you want to do I don't care um, alright I'll do I'll do uh, I'll do dead, uh, Thanos okay Unless you want to do Thanos. Did you want to do Thanos? You don't want to do Thanos, do you? I don't, want to, um, I don't want to do Deadpool. I could do Deadpool better at other times. I don't think I would do a very good Deadpool right now. Okay, so you want to be Thanos. I guess so. You're going to be Thanos, and I'll be Deadpool. Yeah. You do have to get a little closer, though. Besides reading it so it picks you up. Okay, here we go. Deadpool, that's me, and Thanos. That's me. Recapping issues one and two. Hello, friends! It's Deadpool, the star of this miniseries, and Thanos, my temporary sidekick. Here to recap what you've read in my previous two issues. Hmm. We've come together to seek out our mutual beloved mistress, Death, who seems to only be communicating with you. Oh, I didn't read that well. <laughs> we, we may be a team, but I'm no sidekick. All right, Mr. Sensitive. Anyway... We went, to see the dwindling, we went to the dwindling light to see if we could catch wind of death, but what we found was a death cult, the Order of the Glorious End, begging for us to kill them. I was game for that. Trading my word that I would kill them after death was rescued and the plague of immortality was lifted, I was informed that the Order had successfully summoned her physical aspect, only to have someone intervene and take her from me. From them. And no one takes from us, right, Thaney Pooh? After the Guardians of the Galaxy interrupted and so graciously killed me, Death was able to clue me in on. What does that say? Death was able to clue me in on needing to fight. Damn it! That's that's written really weird. Where is it? Death was able to clue me in on needing to fight the man from Hell, and I don't know why. I'm, who wrote this? <laughs> and who might be that? And who might that be? But a Man, our new stowaway, and apparently the key to res- rescuing Death. So our story continues. Thank God for editing, because I'm going to fix that up and post. Or if it's really bad, you could just do your own synopsis, like like you planned on doing. And I might just put this at the end as an outtake. Yeah, there you go. The plot of this issue, basically, is... starts a Deadpool dreaming about Francis, Abyss Man, torturing him. And then he wakes up, and he has come back to life from the last time he died, while Thanos has been torturing Abyss Man... And they realize they need to go to Mephisto's realm, so they go back to Black Talon and have him do a spell over Abyssman to bring them to Mephisto's realm. They head out there. Uh, Deadpool makes out with what he thinks is death, but turns out to be Charon, the ferryman. Close enough. And they find out there's a war going on in Hell between all the different Hell Lords. Because Mephisto's weak, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of the the people they have killed have come back, or pissed off at Deadpool and Thanos. More Deadpool because most of his, because eni- more Thanos's enemies have been brought back to life. But Mephisto's happy to see them because he wants to use them. And meanwhile, while they're doing that, Black Talon keeps choking and choking. And it turns out that he's been possessed by Blackheart. Mephisto has the funniest line. Mephisto's here. son, who's basically using this to try, using this as a ploy to try and uh get to his father this whole thing was that and meanwhile deadpool has had a vision the last in this point when he was killed again that where where death is actually being held captive outside of eternity the end all right so back to the actual issue yes so now you realize who abyss man is right that's francis from the deadpool movie yes abyss man is a stupid name right that's his actual name or is Deadpool playing with him and his name is just Abyss? Uh, from what I remember seeing the other one, I think it is think called it's Abyss a man. man. Yeah, that is weird. So he's Abyss Man. Right on. And also we find out, what's his name here? Francis Fanny. That's his, that's his actual name. I know. Yeah. That's friggin' hilarious. It's very funny. I wonder if that's his name in the movie, too. Francis. It's definitely, I'm pretty sure his first name is definitely Francis. Yeah, I don't well, know why would, they, why would they change it to something else. So it's probably that uh, Francis Fanny is still better. Okay, you get to pick your name, but it's only going to be one of two. You're either going to be called Abyss Man or Francis Fanny. I like both of them. Which I'd be. I would choose Abyss Man as my super villain name, and I would choose Francis Fanny as my um, my regular name. <laughs> okay, Thanos actually gets it. Gives Deadpool some respect in this issue because he survived. Well, he said it wasn't just he was survived, but that he was expected to die, that he was so weak, he was expected to just die quickly. And instead, not only did he survive, but he's done pretty well for him. He's thrived, as he said. So that impresses him a little bit. You know, something that was so weak and pathetic was expected to die easily and instead is... Because he got powers. That's worked. fine. He's very he's very happy with them. That's good. What's going on before this though? When he has the flashback, is that how they're killing him? they're taking his heart out? I don't know. I think that's just a nightmare. Yeah, it's a flashback of when um when he was being when he got his powers, right? Is not that Maybe. what it is? I don't remember looking exactly being like I don't 100% remember exactly how it went. I wasn't sure if it was like that, but Okay, well, let's skip that then. Doesn't matter. So back to here. So yeah, back to that, so Thanos has been torturing Abyss Man, Francis, to try and get info from him, but it's not working, and then Dip will just tortures him anyway, because it's fun, and he doesn't like him. I like that last panel. Am I supposed to read? Hell oh, no, I guess not. <laughs> Thanos says, I have already determined who acts against us, a scheming former ally, an aspect of evil incarnate. Oh god, the purple pie man? He gives me the fears. Who is he talking about, Purple Pie? I think pie. the Purple Pie man is the bad guy from Strawberry Shortcake. Oh, I don't even remember that.
1: That's funny though. <laughs> Uh-oh. Somebody's awake. Yep. It's that honory, mean, and miserable, silly old sneak, the peculiar purple pie man of Porcupine Peak. That, that, that. Trying to spoil this special day. Stop and listen! Stop and listen to me. Listen! Listen! Listen to me! They're not humans! Everyone! They're here already! Your next! November 4th, 1988. Earth is invaded by an alien alliance composed of several species, including the Dominators, the Kunz, the Danegarians, and the Durlins. And they want our superheroes. Even though Australia has been decimated. The United Nations' response is unequivocal. Drop dead. First Strike, the Invasion podcast, takes you back to that moment in time and covers the entire Invasion DC Comics crossover. Issue by issue, tie-in by tie-in, join Bass and Siskoid at fireandwaterpodcast.com or on iTunes. First Strike, the Invasion podcast. A proud member of the Fire and Water podcast network. Remember, Albert...
0: But yeah, so it's Mephisto. So they're going to fight the devil. Now, he's the actual devil, right? He is basically like the devil. As close as they get to in Marvel. Yeah. And that's supposed to be as close as it is. I mean, there's a lot of hell lords. You know, there's Mephisto. There's Satanish. There's Satana. But so they're all devils? Yeah, there's no one particular devil. As, some people say it is Mephisto, and that is the actual devil. Maybe, but no one is actually, or at least here's the thing, in Marvel, anyone who's actually come out and said, I am Satan, I am Lucifer, I am the devil, yeah. has turned out at some point later on, whether it was the original writer doing that or somebody years later, been turned to say, no, I'm not really that guy. So he's not... I'm a different he, demon. He's a demon, he's not... Is Is Mephisto a demon then? Or is he a demon? He's not Satan. No. But, I don't know. He's... Okay. Do I you mean, like any one of these demon hell lords could be Satan if they decide to. Or, but as of right now, they're not. Right, yeah. Uh, Remember, I think we talked about that the last time where I was like... Well, we talked about heaven. Yeah. We didn't sa- talk about heaven. Same thing. Yeah. Although, someone else put it for me. I was talking to somebody else about it, and they put it... They said, well, why not have God in there? I mean, there's like Thor. Just because Thor is there does not mean they're saying... You know what? The Norse religion is the right. You know, the Norse mythology. That's the real religion. Because Od- we see Odin. Odin's real, which means Odin's the only real god. Because, I mean, you got Odin, you got Hurt and Thor, you got Hercules and Zeus. If you want to put it in there, they can also have the guy. one guy be Jesus, and it's like, yeah, there's Jesus, and there's Thor, and there's Odin. I mean, there's Zeus, and <laughs> there's Yahweh, and there's uh, Allah, and you know what I mean? Like, they can show all of them. And it's like, you know, that's another way of looking at it. Instead of definitely not using, you know, the three main religions. You know, which history, is, history. You know, well, that, that was someone's thought, which I guess it's too he's looking at. Instead of, you you know, you can use the three, don't use the three main religions, world religions, which is Christianity, Jewish, you know, Jewish and uh, uh, Islam. Mm-hmm. Make sure you don't mention those people specifically. So therefore, every, because for the most part, everything else they're using could be like, well, you know, they could still exist. Thor being there doesn't mean, you know, God, you know, the Jewish God or the Christian God or Allah doesn't exist. But someone said, or they can just use them all. Well, it's like, hey, maybe they exist. You know, it's like, maybe one's more powerful than the other. It depends on what you believe. It's like, if you're reading these, you already don't have a problem with Thor existing, and Thor's a god, and Hercules, and Hercules is a god, so if you're reading this, you're not, you're obviously able to deal with that, so maybe you can deal with the fact that you're Jewish and Jesus is in the book. Doesn't mean he's the son of the real god. They should have him as the, because uh, then I say Jesus is supposed to come back, and he's supposed to be... Not nice Jesus anymore He's supposed to be like This badass. Jesus is back In this time It's biblical It's personal Oh I, I like biblical I like biblical That works yeah. too But that's the uh, That's the thing in the books In the Bible Is that Jesus is supposed to Come back as a badass To To just Kill The Devils And The bad guys and <laughs> They should have him in that the, That Jesus in it But no It doesn't matter they have Thor and all that stuff because nobody, nobody worships Thor anymore. That's yeah, well, there's that way to look at it as well. So I guess it's different ways of looking at it. So Mephisto is part... So Mephisto may or may not be the devil. Along with Santanish and yes. Santana. Black Talon's in the issue again. They're, I guess this guy likes using Black Talon. I have not seen that guy used so much in years. I've never seen him. I like his chicken head outfit. Look, it yeah. even has a little bottle thing on the side of his head. He was already working on the spell to get them to come through. Go, go to. Uh, what do they call it? Do they call it hell? Uh, well, he calls it the Torment Kingdoms. It says many days, but I don't know. For all I know, maybe he called him, or maybe they, you know, they they weren't able to get to him until they got there, and then they had to wait like four days. Right. You know, maybe there's like a three day or four days break in between the pages mm-hmm. where Thanos is just. Sitting on this guy's couch with Deadpool, waiting for the guy to have the spell ready, watching TV. Thanos is sitting there going, you know, watching Gomerang America or something like that. They were all waiting the changing, whole time. Yeah, changing channels, watching De- Deadpool. You know, Deadpool has a remote. Thanos is sitting there. Deadpool's watching his stories. Okay, so yeah, he calls it the Torment Kingdoms. So they use the chicken guy to get them into the, into the Torment Kingdoms. Yeah, kingdom, he uses right? the Abyss Man, because Abyss Man, had, remember, was, had died and went to hell. He's like an escapee, either escapee or who was sent from it. So they use him to go back there. They haven't explained what he, what, why exactly he was there, right? Or did they? I think they did in the last issue. Who, remind me, why is he, why was he there? Um, let's see. I'm not sure. All right. Put it, find that out and then put that answer in right here. <laughs> you realize at this point when I'm editing, I'm going, crap, I don't have time to look for that. Cut this out, cut it out, cut it out. Cut it all out. Either (laughs) do one or the other. F that. Who cares? Well, apparently I care, because here I am editing all these little things into the episode, like an idiot. Anyway, Abyss Man. So I look back at issues one and two. Best I can gather, just from what's given in there, and also in the issue three. He was killed by Deadpool, and that's how he got to hell. And I'm assuming he did not escape but was sent from hell. Because this is what he says in issue 2 to Deadpool. They call me Abyssman now. I'm glad you remember me, because I remember you. You were always a persistent, annoying little bug in my bonnet. And now you're the same for my boss. Um, so, I'm assuming somebody sent him after Deadpool? I'm not sure if it's Mephisto, or maybe, I'm gonna assume, probably, since this is a four miniseries, He probably was sent by the same person who took death. So my guess is when we do issue four, we will find out who sent Abyss Man out of hell. Hopefully. Because if not, I'll be kind of annoyed. They land up in a version of hell. And I like this part where Deadpool sees the skull, you know, the skeleton wearing the cloak and says, baby! And starts making out. Yeah, it was funny. Deadpool, that is not our mistress. It is Charon, the ferryman, and you just licked his tonsils while he was trying to flee. You're doing the voice of Thanos, but that's the chicken that did the. Oh! That's Deadpool. That is not our mistress. You do him. Joey's gonna do Black Talon. What's his. Charon? Yeah. It's Charon, the ferryman, and he just licked his tonsils while he was trying to flee. (laughs) Although, he doesn't have tonsils. No. He's a skull. He did lick his face, his teeth. He licked his teeth. Yeah. And apparently there's a war going on in these hell dimensions. Which has been a subject of a couple different comic series about all these tell beings. Who is um Magic? What part of Hell is she? She runs Limbo. I don't know if that's connected to Hell wow. or not. Okay. What about Spawn? Different company. Oh yeah? That's image. Ah. Oh. Spawn's like its own little world. Right. Oh, yeah. We got a whole bunch of people that I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna ask, who do you know? No one well, you don't know Thanos' mom. Oh yeah, that's right, my son. So that's that bull. That's, that's his mom. That's obviously some kind of AIM agent. I don't know who the rest are. I Who's think this Bug guy. That I don't know. Is that I, a scroll? That's a scroll. That might be one of the scrolls that was helping that, that was helping Thanos in the early Captain Marvel issues. Is that Plastic Man? It looks like Hitman. Oh, that's from he's from DC, right? Yeah. So that can't be him. Yeah. But hell is is not just for Earth, right? This all these hells are not just for Earth. Obviously, it's for the whole universe. I guess not. Just for the whole universe, right? I guess. But not the multiverse. Right? No. Okay. All right, because there's so many different things. Like I know, I know. Uh, there's only one negative zone for the whole multiverse. Yeah, I think that's what. Yeah. True. I think there's like one hell dimension per universe, but there's different parts because each area has their own hell gods. Yeah. Although, I don't know why Thanos' mom is there. I don't know anything about Thanos' I have no idea she's even appeared in an issue. I gotta look this up now to find out if there's a reason why she's in hell. Yeah. Why would Thanos' mother be in hell anyway? Okay, that's what I'm gonna try and figure out. So, I know her name is Sui San. S-U-I hyphen S-A-N. There's not much on her. She doesn't have a Wikipedia page. She is part of a wikipedia cage for marvel characters who start with s who won't don't have their own page otherwise all it says is she's a member of the eternals she first appeared in captain marvel 29 which she was briefly shown in the flashback and was created by jim starlin uh she's a uranian slash titanian eternal and the mother of starfox thanos and many of the eternals of titan which i never thought about but yeah her mentor were kind of like adam and eve there Um, It says she was vivisected and slain by her son Thanos in an attempt to learn why he was different from other Eternals. So far, it doesn't explain why she would be in Hell. Looking on her page on Comic Book DB, there's not really many appearances. In the 70s, it only shows two appearances, Captain Marvel 29 and 33, which we should be getting to very shortly. She has one appearance, sorry, two appearances in the 80s. Avengers 247, and the official handbook of the Marvel Universe Deluxe, number 4. In the 90s, she appears in Silver Surfer, number 84. I'm going to assume since she's dead, pretty much most of these are flashbacks. Let's see, early 2000s, Avengers Celestial Quest, number 5, and Thanos, number 1. And then a few issues of Thanos Rising, and Thanos had got up there listening. And of course, the Deadpool versus Thanos issue we're talking about now. Not much that would explain why she would be in Hell. Now, according to Marvel's, the Marvel database, the Marvel.wiki, it says that when he was born, when Thanos was born, she could see the death in his eyes and tried to kill him. Let's be specific. Yes, she tried to stab him screaming. She could see death in his eyes. Maybe, I guess, for the uh, attempted infanticide? That's the closest I can That's the only reason I would assume is attempted infanticide would put most people in hell. However, this is Thanos. That she was trying to kill. But he was newborn. So I guess he hadn't done anything yet. But I guess that kind of goes with the whole... If you went back in time and saw Hitler as a toddler. Do you kill him? Or not? And if that's the case, whether or not you kill him. Yeah, if you believe in hell and heaven, would you go to hell for that or not? Because he was an innocent then. Okay, I don't know how I got there, but... <laughs> so that's the best I can think of. Is that she was in hell because she tried to kill her infant son. It's kind of reason to be in hell. Is that, um, the Cuban guy? Fidel Castro? Yeah. Is he dead? Oh, it looks like an um. Yeah, he is dead. It looks like an Amish guy. Oh. Not with that hat. Hmm. But yeah, I don't know who any of these people are, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of people that Deadpool and Thanos had killed p- angry, coming for them. Yeah. And angry. Very angry. And they're that's attacking. That's a cool shot. That is a cool double-page spread. Yeah, that's pretty cool. When I was reading, I didn't notice that on, um, reading that on my tablet. That's the nice thing about having an actual comic book. Yeah. And see, so that's why I say he looks like Hitman. Hopefully, this, I'll be able to put a page of this up, or at least a copy. He even looks like that with the jacket. Yeah. But I have no idea if that's a previously existing character or not. That's Scorpion, right? That's not Scorpion. I would say maybe, but he has like the antenna coming out of like the eyes. And plus, Scorpion's still alive, right? As far as I know. So i got to look up some of these characters and find out who they are later. Yeah. And hopefully I'll put that here. Yeah, right here. And here I am going to attempt to figure out who those characters are. What I did was go through Comic Book DB, looked on this issue, Deadpool vs. Thanos 3, and looked through the list of characters that it shows on there and looked at them all to figure out who they were and if I can identify them from the art as shown in this issue. And I can for the most part. So let's start with the issue. Now, unfortunately, comics nowadays don't have page numbers anymore, which makes it harder to explain where they're at. So if you're looking at the issue, we're gonna count the pages. And we are gonna start with the recap page. So starting with that one is number one. We get to page not count only the pages of story and art. We're not counting ads or anything. Page nine features the first character, Slayback. He's the one, he actually gets his own panel Which, at the bottom of that page, he says Wilson, because he realizes Deadpool's there. Okay, who is Slayback? According to Common Book DB, Slayback, his real name is Gregory Territon. He is partially cybernetic. The mechanical parts of his body augment his strength, speed, agility, endurance, and reflexes. This also boosts his healing factor and allows him to expand his biological and mechanical body parts. So I guess he can stretch some of his limbs. He looks kind of like a scroll in the fact that he's green and has like a lizard like appearance, and on his head it looks like his skull has a metal plate on t- on top of it. He shows up on pages nine and then on the two page spread on page eleven twelve His first appearance was in Deadpool the Circle Chase back in nineteen ninety three number one, which is either the first or second Deadpool mini series. not sure which he probably died in that mini series because most of his appearances after that are like in handbook updates. He does appear in a few issues of the Deadpool's 2008 series, 61 to 63, but I would not be surprised if that was either him coming back to life or a flashback. Jumping to page 10, because that's where most of the characters appear, we have Grasshopper. He's very easy to tell who he is. He's on there, he's in on that panel showing all the heads looking at and saying either Deadpool or Thanos. He's the one that looks like a grasshopper. He has a green helmet on with antenna sticking out of his eyes. He's on page 10, and you can also see him on double page spread 1112. Grasshopper, real name unknown. All it says is, when he introduced himself, Deadpool couldn't take his enthusiasm and snapped Grasshopper's neck and left him lying dead on the ground. He first appeared in the Deadpool Great Lakes Initiative Summer Fun Spectacular in 2007. So I'm not sure if he's supposed to be a hero or a villain. I mean, I guess he was a villain since he's in this in hell. But there's also one or two other characters that I'm confused by while they're here. He's I'm not sure about him. We have Evil Deadpool, who I am only able to see on page 10. He's actually almost partially obscured, but he's kind of in the middle of that panel of faces, and he looks like he's wearing Deadpool's mask, both stitches on it. Evil Deadpool... Says this is his abilities. Oh, sorry. This is his bio. The imbalanced doctor, Ela Whitby, saved various discarded body parts of Wade Wilson, the mercenary known as Deadpool. After her death, they were thrown in a dumpster where Deadpool's healing factor kicked in and joined them into a new being dubbed Evil Deadpool. Don't know anything about him, but that seems self-explanatory. Scrag. Scrag only appears, as far as I can tell, on page 10. Actually, he does appear on page eleven. Sorry, he is a scroll with a mechanic, like oh, like a cybernetic looking eye patch over one of his eyes. Scrag actually has appeared in this podcast before, because Scrag used to be a I don't want to say pawn. I guess you would say lackey. Yeah, lackey of Thanos, and first appeared in Captain Marvel twenty five, and was killed in issue twenty six by Thanos. Next up is Sluggo. That's his name. (laughs) Don't know why. Unless he had a partner named Nancy. He shows up in page 10 and also page 11. He has a bandana and a big, big, thick mustache. Don't know anything about him except that his real name is Bernard Hoister. And he first appeared in X-Force 22. And according to the picture there, he looks like a character from early X-Force. He has big guns, and lots of bullets and pouches and stuff. We also see members of AIM and Ultimatum, and they both appear on page 10 as well on page 11. AIM, if you're looking on here and you're not sure who they are, basically they are wearing yellow beekeeper outfits. AIM stands for Advanced Idea Mechanics, they're Silver Age Marvel evil group, like Hydra and all of them. Except AIM's thing was all about science and basically taking crazy super science as far as possible. If you ever heard of Modoc, Modoc was created by AIM and actually was their leader for a long time. In more recent years, AIM was bought by Sunspot, formerly the New Mutants and then later on an Avenger, and renamed them Avenger Idea Mechanics and basically put them to good use. Don't know if that's still the status of AIM, but I kinda I like that idea, so I'm hoping it is. Ultimatum. Ultimatum is another, I guess you could call it, super terrorist group from Marvel. He's the guy wearing what looks like a white mask on his face, with sunglasses, and a beret, a a jaunty beret. (laughs) Ultimatum first appeared in Captain America 321, and stands for Underground, Liberated, Totally Integrated Mobile Army to Unite Mankind. They are a terrorist organization dedicated to eradicating the concept of countries and nationalism. And now we have two people who are listed on there that I put as maybes, because I think that's them, but I'm not sure. And plus, I'm not sure, well, why one of them's there. Okay, first off, we have somebody from Hydra is shown to be in there. If I had to guess, I would say they are on page 10 on that big panel showing all the faces yelling at Deadpool and Thanos. And he is the one all the way on the bottom left. And I'm pretty sure everyone here knows who Hydra is. Either you know from the comics or you have seen one of the Marvel movies. Watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., watch any of the Captain America movies, or at least the first two. Hydra. Finally, we have Martyr. Martyr, if it's her, appears on page 10. Her head is actually partially covered by the panel showing Black Talon on that top. And she's also, you can see her in page 11. Now, Martyr, I'm not sure about. Because Martyr's real name is phyla Bell, And she is the daughter of Captain Marvell, And was a hero and a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think I knew she was dead, but why she would be in hell, I am very confused by. So if anyone knows anything about Phyla-Vell and wants to tell me why she would be in hell, please. Write in. And finally, we have what must be an Easter egg because there's a character who also is wearing sunglasses and has dark hair. He's on page 10 and you also see him on page 11 and he has on a look looks like a green trench coat and he looks exactly like the character Tommy Monahan, the lead character from the DC comic series, correction, in my opinion, the awesome DC comic series Hitman by Garth Ennis and John McCrae. Obviously, he is not included on the official list of characters because he is not a Marvel character. That should be everyone who's listed there. If you know any more about any of these characters and want to tell us something about them, or you thought you saw somebody that I didn't mention, again, write in.
1: Hey, Michael. Hey, Dad. We need to record another new trailer. Another one? Yes. You know that we... Read comics and then talk about comics because as we've established, talking about comics you've not read is just dumb. Yeah, and you making me do it every Thursday. Well, we've moved. Have we? Yes, we have outgrown our old location. I don't feel like I've moved. And we have now grown. moved to 2TrueFreaks.com What was that again? 2TrueFreaks.com A hey kids Comics still every Thursday at 2TrueFreaks.com
0: so they're fighting, while they're fighting Mephisto, who apparently has a de- has an alliance with Lilith. Lilith, I haven't seen in years. Lilith used to be a Ghost Rider villain. Oh, yeah? Now, is this Lilith from, from like, from the Bible? There's a Lilith. That, I don't know. Because who's Lilith? Isn't she supposed to be, like, the sister of Adam? She's vol- Adam's first wife. Yeah! Right? Now- and she was... She was nagging too much, so Adam got... Well, actually, Eve. no, it was that she was more equal to him, and she wanted to be on top, and he didn't like that. Oh. And I don't know why, because I'm like, okay, cool, I get to lay here? Awesome. <laughs> was that really what she wanted? Yes, she, she wanted to be actually be on top? Yeah. Like, during... during sex. During sex. Yeah and he wanted stupid. he wanted somebody more submissive and that's why Eve is come cuz Lilith was made from the from what i remember Lilith was made from clay just like Adam she was made exactly the same of him and i think that's why like a lot of the people like people who would say like women are subservient or beneath men because she was made from a Eve was made from a piece of Adam's rib yeah it's like man came and then parts of us were made to make women as opposed to Lilith, Lilith where it was like, we were created equally at the same time from the same material. I don't know about you, but I'm I would be cool. If like I'm like, Lilith, if I was Adam, I'm like, works for me. Yeah. But Adam's stupid. Yeah, Adam's stupid. Okay, so it may or may but not be This spoiler. may or may not. Now, I know there was another Lilith in um, Marvel, but she was involved with Dracula, and I think she was like his daughter or something. Right on. Now, this isn't the daughter of Mephisto, is it? Or is, this, is it? I don't think she is related oh, to okay. Mephisto, but they have a deal. Oh yeah, they're at least working together, right? Because right. she's a, she's a, she's aligned with him, but it doesn't look like she's subservient to him here. Who says? Okay, well we'll get to that in a second. All right. They're talking, and I like how she's talking to him. We see why Doom. You know, they tried to kill Doom. Mephisto wanted Doom dead. Yeah, they actually were. Because uh... she says, um, unlike your underlings, I will not trip my words in honey, Mephisto. It goes not well. My one have been successful against Satanish's against lethal legions, but your tormented generals are, too, are unseasoned and cowardly. Your army is continually routed. And Mephisto says he had Victor Von Doom in the palm of my hand. What a general he would have made. Maybe Von Doom, Maybe he's the one who paid Deadpool to try and kill Do- Dr. Doom, originally, in the hopes of uh, getting Doom as a general. Maybe. I guess, I guess they're going to be... So do you figure they're going to do something, a story about this? They're going to have to mention something about it, right? Yeah. And. Um, like later on? Maybe. In a future issue? Anyway, he asks about his son, which Lilith says we have not heard anything from him. And then someone comes to tell Mephisto that there's a... Somebody's at the gate. And see, she's men- Lilith mentions more hell lords. Satana, Pluto. So like she says, she's including Pluto, which is the Greek god of the underworld. Now, this guy, Mephisto's little, like, servant, I am not 100% certain, he calls him Bernie. And I'm looking at the picture. Now, it kind of looks like a young version of Bernie Madoff. I guess. You know what Bernie Madoff is, right? The guy who stole from rich people. Uh, well, he stole from a lot of people, including, like, retirees and stuff. Right, uh. He would be in hell. Yeah. So He's not dead happy. yet, though. Yeah, he died. He did? Yeah. Okay, pretty sure. More editing. More editing. Okay, I'm stupid. Bernie Madoff is still alive, in prison, but alive. Mephisto heads up the Thanos and Deadpool because he's not worried. He says it's just some old friends, and they're fighting all these people that hate them. And Deadpool actually stabs Thanos' mom. Yes. And calls her hot. Yes, because she is hot. Well, to be fair, she was an Eternal. So oh, even if was she, she, yeah. Well, remember, both his parents were Eternals, so even if, um. You know, so it's not like she's going to get older. You know, At a certain age, she just stopped aging. That's awesome. How, do you, how does one become an eternal? Well, you're mo- you have to have a mommy eternal and a daddy eternal, and they have to have eternal babies, and you have to be one of those babies. Oh, no bullshit. It's All just right. the man trying to keep you down. Yes, that's always classes. Anyway, Mephisto comes, and he's, he's ready to use them. He's happy to see them. Yeah. He wants them as uh, as generals for his generals, army. Yeah. He actually says, "I heard Satanish kid that mistress Death." So he's blaming Satanish, who, as Deadpool says, he's not quite Satan. He's Satan, ish. It is a funny name. But Thanos thinks that he's lying. That he's just trying to take advantage of the fact of that fact. Because Mephisto does point out that he does want Death around because if people don't die, he doesn't get their souls to use doesn't help him, especially when he's in the middle of a war. While that's happening... Where is he? He has the... This is the funniest line. Oh, yeah, the Black Talon, who, has since they've headed out in there, has occasionally been coughing, is really coughing a lot now. He's just choking. And it looks like he's about to collapse, and what does Mephisto say? Your priest appears to be expiring. <laughs> but instead, although I'm not sure if maybe he still did die or not, obviously you get a whole bunch of, like, Supernatural-esque Black smoke. Smoke flying out of his mouth, and your phone is ringing. Hold this podcast. I have a phone call. I might have to answer it. Hello. Hello. All right. Can oh, you record? It? Don't put my address in there. <laughs> Take that. Make sure my address is not put in. Send money yeah. to. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, anyway. So we got a whole bunch of black supernatural esque black smoke flying out of the Black Town's mouth because he's possessed by Blackheart, who is the son of Mephisto. Right. Yeah. Okay. So who's his? Who's his mother then? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Do you know where Blackheart first appeared? No. Daredevil. Oh yeah. Why? I don't know. That's just where he first appeared. Daredevil was dealing with Mephisto a lot at that point. Oh yeah. How's Which, Daredevil going to fight Mephisto? What's he going to do? <laughs> and what happens when these people die? Nothing happens, right? If Mephisto died, what happens? He goes to hell? What happened to these people that they just killed? Like, they killed... They go to hell? Deadpool killed uh, Thanos' mom. They go to hell's hell? It's like little Nicky. He goes back to hell, and he's he like, Okay, I'm back home. I don't remember that movie. <laughs> Thanos and Blackheart are fighting... Who would win? I'm always going to assume Thanos. And while they're fighting, and Mephisto, of course, is just enjoying watching the show because he, he doesn't like Thanos very much, and he doesn't like his son either. So Does he
1: really not like Thanos? Have they, have they had altercations since, since Infinity Gauntlet? Yeah. I think okay. it's just
0: that Thanos is powerful enough that Mephisto isn't going to just go, oh, you. I'm going to kill you. Get out of my face. It's more like, oh, this guy. Probably easier to be nice to him and make him think I like him and hope he doesn't attack me outright. Cause he'd be a pay- even if I could defeat him, he's gonna be a pain in the ass to de- de- defeat. Yeah, so he doesn't like him because he's somebody he has to worry about. Yeah, and he doesn't like his son either. So he's like he's destroy each other. I'm all cool with that. Right, right. He's like ready to get popcorn and just watch the fight. And so this is where Deadpool has his. Uh... Well, Deadpool apparently when Blackheart came out of Blacktown's Mount, out uh, of Blacktown punched Deadpool. Look oh. at that sound effect. Scrunch. I think he killed him. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't even realize that. Because you see Deadpool's face and it goes black there, that panel, and then you know, you go back to the outside world of Thanos fighting Black but I think that's when Deadpool died briefly. This is the first time they don't actually show his uh... Vision with well that's because it's it's the big reveal at the end. Oh, the next page. The next, oh. Deadpool says to Mephisto, you can't go with us, but you can send us there. He's like, what are you talking about? And said like, Death just now showed me where she is. I, knew, I was able to use the last for power. I can know exactly where she is now. She's in a cage outside of eternity. And that's cool, this page. It's all white, and you see eternity there, and Death's floating in a cage next to eternity. Death is not even in the universe. If there's a multi-universe, so there's all these different universes, mm-hmm. and so outside of the universe would be outside in between the other universes. I guess so. Right, to be concluded. Yes. So what'd you think? It was good. I got out a last page, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Good, uh, good story. My main issue is the title. No title. Yeah. Well, let's make one up. Okay, what should it be called? Deadpool vs. Thanos, part three. What is this about? Them going to hell. Yeah. So, some kind of hell name. The journey to hell. Something like that. Deadpool and Thanos' bogus journey. Does bogus mean.? Uh, well, you remember Bill and Ted's excellent yeah. adventure? Yeah. The sequel they go to hell is Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Oh, because it's bogus, because it's not cool, right? Yeah. I never really got that. Um, yeah, okay. Deadpool and Thanos' Bogus Journey. And you can name that as your podcast. That's uh, going to be the episode yeah. title, too. That's there what. we go. So now it's time. That's the good thing. You've got to look at the good side of things. The good part about not having a title for the, for the story is that you can make your own title. The only other title I can think of is Deadpool vs. Thanos, number three. Your priest appears to be expiring. You could put that in um, word of those things. Parentheses. It's not parentheses, though. Quotes. Not, or maybe it is parentheses. Parentheses is the thing you're doing with your fingers where you're doing like a, like a little half moon thing almost. Yeah. That's a parentheses. parentheses? Yeah. I thought parentheses were quotes. No, it's quotes are quotes. Quotation marks. Quotes are quotes, huh? Yes. And parentheses are. Parentheses. 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 Yes. Okay. And quotes? Still quotes. All right. <laughs> okay, well, we can put those parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad one either. Yeah, we don't really see much of black Blackheart, so I can't say much about him here. Beyond, he just looks like a purple, black smoke monster. What, how long has he been around for? When did he appear in... Th- in uh, At least terrible. early 90s. Oh, okay. Oh, he, yeah, he does look like a 90s character, right? Yeah. He's just like a black muscle form with a tail and dreadlocks. dreadlocks. Yeah, a lot of dreadlocks. But he doesn't have a face, really. He doesn't really have features. he just has red eyes, but that's it. The face is pretty much empty. It's almost like he has a mask. Yeah. It looks like it's a mask. You know what? He kind of looks like... You know what he looks like? He's a cross between Beast and Predator. Yeah. But with black fur instead of blue. Yeah. I mean, his body is a little bit different uh, than Beast. It's different, but it's kind of... It's in that realm. And then look at his... That looks like a mask. That almost and, looks like the Predator mask. Yeah, it does. With those Predator dreadlocks. And a tail. Did Predator have a tail? do No. Predators it says have, a tail. have a tail. Either. Yeah, so I'm saying it's predator. Beast picks a predator yeah. with a tail. Should Beast have a tail? He doesn't have a tail. Should he have a tail? No, that would be weird. Yeah. After all this time, he might get a tail. They keep changing him. True, but I might get a tail. I don't want him to have a tail. All right, okay. so we have a title. We have a title. Anyone did you like in here besides Deadpool that we've seen already and the new characters that you give a damn about? I like the chicken guy. The uh, well, black town's been fun. Yeah. Um, you know. Don't see anything about Abyss, man. He doesn't talk at all. Yeah, and I don't care about him. I didn't... I didn't, uh... And his co- he's stupid looking anyway. He's wearing an all-black leotard with an upside-down A, or it's an arrow pointing at his penis. But the A... But the the arrow has an, a line through it to make an A. Yeah, but it's an upside-down A, which makes no sense. Or it's an upside... Or it's just basically... He's, it's there to be an arrow pointing at his penis. At his penis. Going, look at my penis! <laughs> Things need to be pointed out. Um, yeah, that's, well, that's, there's nobody else in it. Uh, there's the, the, I gotta look up these dead people and see if any of them count. Yeah. Uh, Mephisto, I like Mephisto in it a lot. Uh, he was cool. It was cool to see Lilith since I've been seen her, really, in years. Yeah. Maybe once, she's been using stuff recently, but it's the first I've seen her in a long time. When did she first come out? I think in Ghost Rider. Oh yeah, so '90s, right? Ghost Rider's in Unless 90s. she was a villain of the original Ghost Rider in the '70s and 80- '70s and early '80s, but I'm not sure. That's things to look up. Like I said, I think that's Bernie Madoff. Oh yeah. And wait, so this is where's um? They don't show Doom's mom, right? Is no. this where Doom's mom supposed to be? She might be. um... I thought she was with Fist or Hell. Yeah, but that doesn't mean she's with him all the time, and. Remember, all these people are attacking, are attacking because they're angry at Deadpool and Thanos. Yeah, she don't give a damn about them. So, for all I know, she's just somewhere else. And I do like the fact that Mephisto is trying his little schemes, and Thanos is not even buying his BS for a second. It's like I heard that you know, did it. So, you know, if you want to help me out, we can. F- I'm fighting him by coincidence. If you want to help me out, lead my army. You know, hey, we can all help each other. And Thanos is just like shut, grabs him by the throat. He's like, no. Yeah, but Thanos is stupid, too, and Mephisto points it out. Like, why would you assume that it's me? Why do you assume everything's surrounded by you? Narcissist. You are a narcissist. Although, here's the thing also. Mephisto says, consider this killer of the universe. Without death, there is no influx of new damned souls. No fodder for my armies. Without death, the hell realms become destabilized. Hell lords go to war. But here's the thing. That's what's happening already. Yeah. I mean, they're already going to war because there's no death. Or were they doing it before? There's. I'm not sure. I thought I thought it was happening I mean, because there was no death. But I, I mean, I'm just wondering though. I mean, maybe that's a reason why. If they're but if they're ready at war, maybe that's his reason. That'd be a reason to take death. I mean, think about it. if you're Mephisto and it's like, well, we keep fighting and fighting. Everyone's getting stuff, but I think I might have more people than they do. So, if no one else dies, I can win and wipe them out and then get death back and start over, and I get everybody. But he was trying to get Doom, and because he didn't get Doom... (laughs) If he was one to put the pit out on Doom. Well, he said he almost had him. Well, yeah, but that just means Doom died and came back. Yeah. Doesn't mean... He should have known that. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see in issue four... What do you do when your world falls apart in the span of a single sentence? What does that do to a person, to an entire family? Join me, Paul Showens, for The Fight, a monthly audio diary in podcast form designed to tell the story of a special little girl
1: embroiled in a struggle against an incurable disease. Told from my perspective, this ongoing narrative is a raw and painfully real look into the worst moments of a family's life.
0: Don't forget, you can use social media to talk to us, help promote the show, I wouldn't mind if you did that, or even just say that you like us. You can find us at a couple different places. Send us an email, resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com. Find us on Twitter, at adamthanospod. On Facebook, just use the search box, type in Adam Warlock or Thanos, we're one of the top things that usually pop up. And of course, go to our Tumblr page, resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. Our last episode, episode sixty four was liked on Facebook by Joe Celery and on Twitter by Out of the Fridge and Dan O, and retweeted by Out of the Fridge. If you have been following the show on any social media, you have seen me posting about Hurricane Irma recently because I live in Florida. Thankfully, I don't live in one of the parts of Florida that was really badly hit. We were pretty lucky. It was by the time it hit the us it was downgraded to I think a low two or a one and the eye was falling apart, we didn't have any real damage, and we didn't lose any power even. So I am considering myself really, really, really lucky in that regard. Amazingly lucky. Especially considering many people I know who lost power for several days, or people who live in areas like Miami, or the Keys, or Puerto Rico. I mean some of those places were horribly hit. If you can, take your time take your time. Take a few extra bucks, find one of the better donate places to donate, donate to help the people from either Irma or even Harvey. I'm sure they could still use the help. But anyway, I had some posts updating our status during the hurricane, and I'd just like to thank the people who were paying attention to that and were commenting, just making sure that we were okay. On Facebook, the posts about Irma were liked by Michael Siebert, Emmanuel Tosi, Joe Sellery, and Michael J. Schumann. And messages were sent to me by Michael Siebert and Ryan Wilson. On Twitter, they were liked by Cosmo Oblivion, Out of the Fridge, MOTU Cast, Jeffrey Brown, Jason Snick Venable, Peter Rios, Michael Siebert, Chris Matthews, and Long Box Review. Some were retweeted by Out of the Fridge. And messages were sent by On the Gun, Dan O, Brian Z, Long Box Review, Cosmo Oblivion, Between the Pages, Chris Matthews, and Michael Siebert. Thank you, everyone, for your concern. I'm glad to say that everything worked out well, at least for us. But again, there are many people who it did not work out well for. So if you get a chance, find us a charity you trust and donate a couple bucks. This show can now be found on Stitcher. In case you don't know what Stitcher is, Stitcher is radio on demand, a free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discovered from 20,000 others. Available on iOS, Android, Nook, and iPad. Don't have stitcher download it free today at stitcher dot com or in the app store you anything else you want to say on this one i th- i I don't know I don't think so I think we got everything right right yeah how long is this recording for and this one and remember this is about editing and also without adding other stuff in or you know putting it forty five minutes right on. do we have any uh uh listener uh emails no not, not here no? no any uh no Alright, well then. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan made production, and no copyright infringement is intended, or happening, or even understood. Maybe what I should do is just leave this whole episode not edited, and that way we can save time. Put all this stuff at the end that we're talking about editing. That we don't edit anything. Just leave it up there. So more editing, more editing. Yeah, and if you have, you know, if you have the answer, please write in. Brilliant. Yeah, problem solved.